At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The first look at betting next week's games in the NFL. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's up and welcome in. It's the Opening Lines, a recap, of course, of what is a most of Wild Card Weekend that is in the books. We have one game left on the card. That, of course, is the Monday night matchup between two division rivals, Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. We'll have plenty of coverage on that contest and, of course, plenty of coverage on the weekend that was and the weekend that will be for the divisional round, which is already upon us. Matt Eubens and Jonathan Von Tolba here. Good show on tap today, too, as we are going to talk to a lot of smart people throughout the program. But what a day, huh? Good day. Yeah, it's a pretty good day of football. Actually, uh, this show is guaranteed to be better. This opening line show guaranteed to be better than Sunday night football. Uh, yes. Because the Steelers and Chiefs has been a dud and uh, no big surprise. No, not, no, not at all. Uh, right now, I mean, I guess, because uh, our esteemed producer wants us to break down Sunday night football. Don't know if there's much to be broken down here. 42-21, to 21, the Kansas City Chiefs on their way to a victory with 525 left to go in the contest. And this was a lopsided matchup, as we kind of expected. Uh, this was represented by the point spread right today as well. And it was represented by the first time these two teams met, which ended in a 36-10 to 10 final score. So Kansas City right now are well on their way to covering the spread here tonight, which was 12-12.5, depending on where you look. Total of 47 goes over the total, too. So, so, so with this result, and as we look ahead to what next week will be, at least we have the matchups uh, for the AFC. With this Kansas City victory, Matt Eumann, Cincinnati will hit the road. They will take on the number one seed, Tennessee Titans. And the Kansas City Chiefs will host in a rematch from a Sunday night game at the beginning of the season, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and I think there's going to be a lot of support for the Bills. It's probably going to be a strong two-way type of action game because the Chiefs are going to be seen by a lot of people as a, at a cheap price in Kansas City, where do you think this number is going to open? I'll say full three. Uh, three or three and a half. You think three and a half, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm not sure it should be three and a half, but I, I think there's a decent chance you're going to see three and a half on this game. And if you like the Bills, I think at some point you are going to be able to get three in the hook. I uh, had this debate last night. We were hanging out with Derek Stevens and um, uh, Paul Howard and a group of guys here mm-hmm. at Circa. And we were debating where is this line going to open. I said, I would open at three. But I think we're going to see some three-and-a-halves, too. And um, Buffalo Bills have been drawing a lot of uh, public action all season, even though they've been inconsistent. And, you know, people do bet, tend to bet what they saw last, what they see last. The Bills completely embarrassed the Patriots on Saturday night. A good and, Josh uh, Allen game, right? Josh Allen came off a big game with five touchdowns. His critics are going to be a little bit quiet this week. But this is the prove-it game for I'm Josh old. Allen this week in Kansas City. Uh, I won't. I refuse to be quiet. But, hey, mm. you know what? You throw for five touchdowns and 12 yards per attempt, 
at least for a couple of days. You get to sit back and say it was a really good performance uh, for Josh Allen. It, and I'm with, like, so I figure three, because remember, for those who don't remember, uh, that game was floating around two and a half pretty much all week, the, the first time that they met up with one another, Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. And it sat there pretty much all week, altered juice. It ultimately closes there, and we know what happened. Uh, Kansas City ends up kind of getting rolled. But this is a different Kansas City Chiefs yes, team. This is a Chiefs team that is uh, turned away from the turnover bug a little bit. We saw it pop up. Uh, a tiny bit in the first half here against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It looked like maybe it was going to be one of those games where Kansas City plays a fire. Kim, Patrick Mahomes had a brutal interception where he had Travis Kelsey just walking in front of him. And yes, it would have been a minimal game, but he decides not to take it. Instead, forced it across his body, uh-huh. tipped up and picked off. And you just figured, okay, maybe it's going to be one of those. But ultimately, they calmed down. And over the last six or seven weeks, they have looked much more like the Kansas City Chiefs team that could pick apart a Buffalo Bills defense. And remember, they have Tredavious White. He's a little bit weaker than it was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, Tredavious White, uh, one of the uh, elite corners in the NFL, one of the best defenders uh, the Bills have. And, you know, they didn't miss much against the Patriots. That was a different type of game. When you uh, when you face the Chiefs in Kansas City, that's when you're going to miss a guy like White. I still uh, – I tend to lean to the dog here. Yeah. And I was anti-Buffalo last week. But as the week went on, I started to feel more and more that I was on the wrong side with the Patriots. I just didn't have a good feeling about the Patriots. First of all, uh, the way they mailed it in in Week 18 was a bad sign. That there was some negative injury news with the Patriots on the offensive and defensive lines, and you just got the sense that maybe this was a team that was out of gas because the Patriots won seventh straight. They went yep. into the bye week. They were a different team after that bye week. And the more I thought about it all week, I was like, you know, I'm not crazy about this it's, Patriots bet anymore. You know, it's sometimes funny. you make a bet early in the week and. My Monday, Monday or Tuesday, and then by Friday or Saturday, you're like, yeah, I, I think I'll try to get off that play. You weren't on the edge this week. The last three days, like by the time I got to Friday, I was saying the same thing. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't feel as confident in this Patriots play. Just looking at the matchups and, and how Mac Jones had ended that uh, ended that uh, the four games. Like, congratulations on dropping 50 on the Jags, but you saw the signs in the three other losses, mm-hmm. right? When you lose three out of four games, and ultimately that plays out. Um, so and. By the way, so as we spin this out big picture-wise for the Bills and the Chiefs, so the Chiefs on their way to a victory, a win and a cover, it would cap off what has been a chalky weekend in wildcard weekend. Yeah. Four and one straight up and against the spread, the favorites have been. But how about this trend? You wish you could find a trend as strong as this heading into div- the divisional round. This is from Steve Mackin in Point Spread Weekly. Through this final result here between the Chiefs and the Steelers, Matt Eubens, in the last 61 wildcard games, the winner, the outright winner, is 53-7-1 and one mm-hmm. against the spread. Yeah. Again, the outright winner in the last 60 wildcard games, 53-7-1 and one against the spread with this Chiefs cover. Yeah, and uh, like you said, you got four out of five favorites winning so far here in Super Wildcard Weekend. The one dog, the one was uh, the dog we landed on, too. And uh, it was called a public dog late in the week, but that's yep. okay with me because I didn't really buy into it being a public dog. I didn't know a lot of sharp betters were on the San Francisco side. Uh, last week, but the uh, the Niners came through as the one dog this weekend, and uh, man, we have a lot to talk about with the Dallas Cowboys and the dismal performance yes. uh, that they uh, dismal display by Dallas uh, today in that playoff loss. But yeah, essentially in this round, you pick the winner, you also pick the spread winner, yep. and that's uh, been the case with Wild Card Weekend. Uh, for quite a while now. Yes, it has. So, as we kind of look at the next week, so we have the matchups pretty much all set, except for the result tomorrow will tell us who will face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, to reiterate, mm-hmm. Cincinnati will hit the road to take on Tennessee. The Buffalo Bills will go to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. That's in the AFC. In the NFC, 
The San Francisco 49ers with their win. They're the lowest seed because, of course, the seventh seed Philadelphia uh, Eagles got eliminated earlier in the day. So they go on the road to take on the one seed, the Green Bay Packers. We do have an opener for this, by the way. Opened up earlier today with Packers minus five and a half Ooh. over at DraftKings. Yeah, Packers minus five and a half at home over at DraftKings. And then, of course, the Rams or Cardinals, doesn't matter. Whoever wins, they will be moving on to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next week in the divisional round. But touch on that for a sec. Packers' mm-hmm. initial line was five and a half over the San Francisco 49ers. Seems cheap. I think it's too high. You think it's too high? Okay. Yeah. But you also have to monitor the uh, 49ers injury news this week. If Warner, if Boza, if those guys yep. are not going to play, then I think five and a half or six might be the right number. They're two best defensive yeah. players. If your two best defensive players are out, that's why you kind of have to set that number in the middle right now. But if both of those guys play, I think that number is going to come down a little bit, maybe to uh, four and a half. I, th- I thought we'd see anywhere between four and a half and six. So... Not too surprised with the number, but five and a half seems a little bit high. I think you're just playing a wait-and-see game there to see who San Francisco is going to have or uh, be missing on the defensive side of the football in this game. So the TV schedule is out for Saturday. NBC just announced uh, the Saturday games. No surprise. Everybody knew the Bengals and Titans were going to be an early Worst. game Gotta put it on there. Saturday. Nobody, it's the most boring game on the surface. It's the worst uniform matchup, and it's uh, the most boring game on paper. The two, yeah. the Bengals and the uh, the Titans. Uh, really quickly to update those injuries, at least one of them. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, after the game today, said that Fred uh, Warner will undergo tests tomorrow, Monday. Said he thought Warner would have a chance to play versus the Packers. We don't know about, of course, uh, Nick Bosa. Uh, wait, yes, yeah, Nick Bosa. Yes, Nick Bosa. Uh, that was happening on the broadcast, and that threw me off. Not Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will see what his status is going to be for the game. This weekend, but it does, at least from Kyle Shanahan's lips, seem like Fred Warner is going to play. But here's the thing, and this was, this was funny because I, I tweeted this out and I th- was talking about this uh, in the week when you weren't here on the edge. So coming into this game and coming off of that comeback victory against the Los Angeles Rams, there was a lot of, man, Jimmy G was proving people wrong. Jimmy Garoppolo and this <laughs> offense, they've turned things around. Right, right. This team is undervalued. And then you look at some of the numbers and you realize, well, he actually committed six turnover-worthy plays in the last two games of the regular season. And then you get today where in the second half, he's Jimmy Garoppolo. He's all over the place. He throws a terrible interception. actually get bailed out by an awful throw, right, to George Kittle that falls incomplete because it was so off target. Some balls are high. He's inaccurate. Like, I'm just not sure if I'm in a spot, regardless of Bosa and Warner status, do you trust Jimmy Garoppolo, again, to put together another four quarters of an adequate performance to keep you in a game and win a game against the Green Bay Packers? No, I don't think he'll put together four quarters. What he's got to do is play three really good quarters <laughs> yeah. that are enough to overcome the one bad quarter that he might play or the one big mistake he might make. He's going to make a mistake. Don't forget, too, that Garoppolo's still coming back from that right thumb injury. Yeah, that that's fair. You would think is probably not getting better uh, by him playing the last two weeks. Uh, I, I doubt his thumb is improving, but he's found a way to uh, – Throw the ball and be effective despite that right thumb injury. 23-17 today. The one, this game played out about as I expected, JVT. There's one difference. I thought it was going to be more like 28-23. I thought we were going to see a higher scoring game, 28-24 with the Niners winning. You also thought the fake punt, then subsequent delay game was going to happen in the second quarter, not in the, <laughs> not in the second half, right? I just I, I thought the Niners were going to win the game, and it was going to be uh, probably by about a field goal. Man, we don't have time to get into all the uh, the clumsy things the Cowboys did today. Not now, to, uh, but we have time later. A, we are going to find time uh, during this show tonight to uh, break down the Dallas Cowboys' uh, demise and watch it happen next. But uh, a final note on uh, tonight's game with the oh, this, by the way, I'll mention too the Saturday night game is going to be Niners at Packers. Yes, uh, so it's going to be 
Bengals, Titans, Niners, Packers on Saturday. You would think next Sunday night's game is going to be Bills at Chiefs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That, I'm not sure. Has I, that been announced? No, it has, I haven't seen anybody announce that. You would think that makes some sense, right, in terms of right. that being the primetime game. So um, we, get, we get treated to Big Ben playing the last game of his career tonight. We're mm-hmm. watching the uh, Steelers get slaughtered by the Chiefs. Meanwhile, Justin Herbert and the Chargers offensive line spent Saturday at Stadium Swim here at Circa instead of being in the playoffs. <laughs> All right. Hey, by the way, so everything's fluid, right? We don't know these matchups officially, at least in the other bracket in the NFC, but these matchups being set uh, in the AFC for all intents and purposes. We do have lines coming out, and I will leave you with this. Number up on the board for Cincinnati and Tennessee, the Titans open up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 46. Got one shop sitting at three right now. I'd expect to head three. in that direction by the time we get there. But we'll break that down and more here on the opening line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. is opening lines with Charles Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed out on any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows. Download, listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcast. You get either the book with Gil, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, you got Hardwood Handicappers. New episode up focusing on the Memphis Grizzlies and how incredible they have been. Lombardi Line, follow the money, coast to coast hoops, and many more. All free and available now at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Opening lines. So we do have some opening lines starting to trickle out here for the divisional round. Three games set up on the board right now. So we're waiting for, of course, who's going to win the Monday night contest between the Rams and the Cardinals. And we know that whoever is going to be that winner is going to move on to face Tampa Bay. So starting with Saturday, January 22nd, the early game, Matt Humans, 1.30 p.m. Pacific time, kickoff in Tennessee. The Titans open up, this year courtesy of the Westgate Superbook, two-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 46-and-a-half. Mm. The Saturday night game. Again, numbers courtesy of the Westgate Superbook Green Bay Packers. Opened up a five-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 47. Worth noting that that number's actually been up for a while here at Circa. It's sitting at four-and-a-half. So if you've got some numbers, or excuse me, if you've got some apps, you can find a, a variety of numbers at this point right now if you want to get into it. And then Sunday, January 23rd, a number that is emerging now. Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs over at the Westgate Superbook open minus two with a total of 53-and-a-half. <laughs> That's a little surprising, but uh, those guys at the Westgate are pretty sharp. And uh, last night we were talking about this number, and I was 
uh, people were scoffing at me when I said, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Rome from uh, Chiefs two and a half. Yeah. But I think it's probably going to be three. And I wouldn't be surprised if some spots out there uh, maybe put a three and a half up. Scoffing because they thought what? That my suggestion that the line would be less than a field goal was absurd. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, they lost the first time around. I think right. people are going to remember right. that. Right. That's right. I said it could be two and a half, but it's probably going to be three. Uh, the guys at the Westgate don't put a two yep. uh, right now. Paul Howard, I have a I have a good bet in pocket, JVT. Paul Howard gave me three and a half with the Bills last night. <laughs> what? He owes me, uh, I think, three dinners, and he wanted to bet. Uh, he wanted about another dinner, and he was giving me three and a half points with the Bills. Uh, yeah, you should make make sure you uh, make sure you follow up, Paul. Paul was sweating me. I did him a favor, filled in on one of his shows for him. He was sweating me over twenty dollars what he was going to pay me. So, oh, wow. yeah, guy who makes that that type of big money sweating oh. you over twenty bucks. Oh, he uh, I dropped the bomb on him because he doesn't know how much he ac- he doesn't know that I knew how much he actually got paid for those. And so I was like, let's go, buddy. I got my money. Three fifty. Yeah, he's trying to give you a hundred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What the hell anyway, do you think I am? Uh, so we have our three numbers up for the three matchups that are set for next weekend, and and there's so much to get to from this weekend too, because I, I see a lot of you know like hand wringing and complaining about these seventh seeds. I want to get into that topic too. Like we didn't need another playoff game. Uh, we can talk what? about all that and more. Right, right. Who was saying that? Uh, Twitter. They are saying more playoff games are better. Well, we uh, also more meaningful games are better for every sports. Better for betters. Better for bookmakers. Better for the. Every course, business in general. We also, we, it's an insanely small sample size. It's only the second year we've done it. And by the way. There are, there are we, blowouts every year in the playoffs. And it doesn't matter how many playoff games you have. You're going to have some blowouts. And one of the seventh seeds, the Indianapolis Colts, almost won their game last year against the Buffalo Bills, right? So, uh, regardless, I, I was, I'm was i with you. I thought it was like, what are we complaining about here? So, let's start at the top of the games that we have, at least. And let's get your analysis. So, you thought that two and a half, and I agree with that. I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth. Relatively short for the Tennessee Titans. Numbers already moving in that direction. Westgate opened two and a half. It's already two and a half minus 120. Other spots like Caesars Mirage are three even money or minus three. So we're going to get the three, the full three for the mm-hmm. Tennessee Titans. And I would think that's going to be the case here. And this is the important part. Remember, the Tennessee Titans are getting fully healthy here, essentially. Right? The bye week works wonders. Derrick Henry is going to be back. He returned to practice before the regular season ended. This is a Titans team that is very top-heavy, but that top is going to be back by the time we get to kickoff on Saturday. Yeah, that's that's the key in this when you're handicapping this game is that Derrick Henry's back, and uh, this has really been a an outstanding Tennessee defense uh, this season. Been a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, because I, did, I had low expectations based on 2020 and what the Titans defense is going to look like, but Mike Vrabel's done a great job. And you think back to that four-game stretch this season where the Titans beat – the uh, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Colts, and the Rams. The most ridiculous stretch of games I've ever seen. Just from a team that was so thin, they were pulling out wins left and right. It was insane what they were doing. Yeah, two of those at home, and uh, the next two on the road, Indianapolis and L.A. This Tennessee team obviously has a lot of skeptics. Mm-hmm. Uh, not many people believe that the Titans are the true number one seed in the AFC. And I, I think when you see a number, an opening line of two and a half, that tells you all you need to know. There's not many believers in the Titans. They're two-and-a-half-point home favorites over the Bengals and Joe Burrow. Yep. Um, I, I thought this number would be a full three. I'm a little bit surprised to see two-and-a-half. And here's how the process works when you talk about pros who bet numbers. Uh, there could be plenty of pros out there might not even have an opinion on this game, but say, well, I'm laying two-and-a-half with the Titans, and I'll take three uh, with the Bengals, and maybe I'll side the game. And uh, I know the two-and-a-half is going to be a good number on Tennessee – so I'll lay that early, and that's why we're going to see this. Yep. We're going to see the sharps laying that two and a half early. 
and that's why that number is headed to three. And to your point, if you look at some of the DVOA numbers for Tennessee defensively, 12th in overall DVOA, 11th against the pass, 14th against the rush. You know, one of the things that I brought up during the week, it's actually, so I played, I played Cincy Las Vegas under the total, 49, because one of the things that I believe the Raiders could do, and they did to a certain extent, which was, Pressure Joe Burrow without blitzing guys, mm-hmm. which would then change the philosophy. Yeah, we're going to have to run a little bit more. The explosive plays aren't going to be there for us. You know, this might be a little bit of a slower-paced game. That's ultimately what happens. I'm really curious to see, because this is, again, another opponent in Tennessee defensively. Humans. They are they have the fifth-lowest blitz rate in the National Football League. They also don't generate a lot of pressure at all. A pressure rate of only 24%, which is extremely low, bottom of a bottom half of the league. That game plan defensively against Joe Burrow, my worry is, do you start to blitz because you can't pressure with just four guys? Do you blitz more, thus opening it up for Joe Burrow and company? But on the flip side, it's hard to read into the numbers for Tennessee because they've been so banged up defense or offensively the last eight weeks of the season. Right, right. Uh, you know, I just get the sense when I watch the Bengals, they're a really good team. They're a team on the rise. But yes. a lot of times um, it's it's a process. And when you're building a like a conference championship team or a Super Bowl contender, where you win a playoff game, you get over a huge hurdle by winning one playoff game. And you kind of feel like the Bengals still have to pay their dues. They're not really an AFC championship game type of team yet. And uh, that's why I think the Titans uh, have, to be, have to be favored by a full three points in this game. Hey, let's, the Raiders played a really sloppy first half. They did. And they had all kinds of chances to send that game to overtime. Uh, Saturday in Cincinnati. I was not blown away by the Bengals' performance in that game. Now, Jamar Chase is outstanding. He and Burrow, uh, the future in Cincinnati looks bright. I still don't think this Bengals team has quite arrived yet. I think the shame in this whole thing in the AFC is the best two teams are playing each other next Sunday night. Right. The Bills and the Chiefs. That's, that Doesn't that feel like the true AFC championship? Oh, absolutely, right? It was it was kind of like last year in the NBA postseason where Milwaukee and Brooklyn were playing each That's other right. in the second round. You were like, all right, well, whoever wins this is going to win the whole thing. We still got another round to go, but I would agree with that. And, you know, football's a weird sport. We could be sitting here where we're either, you know, Bills or Chiefs are taking on the Bengals in an AFC championship game, right? And I'm I'm with you, and I I, agree, I wonder what your thoughts are on this because, you know, you're, you're a big proponent of, you know, eh, bye weeks really aren't necessarily the greatest thing in the world, but I would think this is the one case where with Tennessee. Well, it it's helps a good Tennessee for, mainly because right? of the injuries and yeah. uh, especially Derrick Henry. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's got to be a benefit to the Titans. Uh, but, yeah, in general – the bye weeks during the regular season I really don't like. And yep. I think you need to stay sharp, too, uh, when you're heading into the playoffs. You don't want to take, like, two and a half weeks off, and that's why the Packers played Aaron Rodgers and some guys in Detroit because you want to stay somewhat sharp. You can't just sit out two and a half or three weeks and come back and flip the switch. Yep. All right, and then, of course, again, for that matchup, uh, the rematch for those who are just joining us after Sunday night football, Kansas City and Buffalo, it is two in favor of Kansas City with a total of 54 and a half. What the market does here is going to be really, really interesting because on one hand, you get the Buffalo Bills who beat this team last time around at the beginning of the season and like pretty easily, right? There was that one stretch, what was it, the roughing the pass where it looked like maybe Kansas City was going to get back in that game, uh-huh. but ultimately they don't and they turn the ball over to give up a big play immediately right after that penalty is called. And you also get the fact that Buffalo looked incredible yesterday against the New England Patriots. Well, on the flip side, that was a combination of the Bills looking pretty good yes. and the Patriots looking really bad. And the flip side, though, Kansas City blows out the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you get these two things kind of coming to a head. Sure. And you wonder how the betting market handles this in terms of the rematch. And I would think the betting public is on the Kansas City side. I think so. Just because you get them at home in a revenge spot with a number under three. Well, if the number's under three, I think you're going to have a lot of public money right. on the KC side. You say, Man, that's a cheap price on the Chiefs at home. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I think it's going to be a real exceptionally strong 
50-50 maybe type of uh, handle game because mm-hmm. you know we talked about this in the opening. So the Bills have drawn strong they they have uh, attracted strong public support all season yep. even when they were slumping. It seems like the Bills have uh, drawn money every week. So uh, I think you're going to see strong two-way action on this game. It felt like you know, two and a half, three. I, I really thought if the three and a half was out there, it wasn't going to last too long, but we might see it at some point during the week. Uh, now it looks like we might not see three and a half at all. So it's going to be uh, two, two and a half, and maybe a three pops up on this game. Um, what do you think the right number is? Two and uh, a half? I, I thought two and a half, three would be the uh, the number. And so we're going to talk to Chris Andrews here momentarily. Uh, South Point just popped up on the board two and a half in favor of Kansas City with a total of 54 and a half. So uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to pick Chris Andrews' brain on just that. You know, why the number setting at two and a half, where he expects that number to go, you know, opening up a half point higher than what's on the board right now, you'd expect that Chris is telling you, hey, we probably think that this is going to go up to two and a half or so. So Chris will be with us on the other side. We'll discuss that and all of these matchups, uh, including uh, the uh, potential one, because, you know, we have an outcome that is left on Monday night. That'd be the Rams or the Cardinals on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who looked pretty good today against the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the opening line here on v is opening lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, we got a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all-new Big Game Big Game Special provides VSN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Nice. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns in every game. One of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. Also a big deal, Chris Andrews runs the shop over at the South Point. Chris, it's always good to talk to you, sir. So let's, uh, the I think the topic of the conversation all week is going to be the rematch between Buffalo and Kansas City. So let's start there because we were talking about this off the air. Uh, you guys opened up a half point higher than most of the market at two and a half in favor of Kansas City with a total of 54 and a half right now. And we are seeing some more two and a halves pop up. So uh, I'll repeat the question I asked you off the air. It seems that you obviously expected this number to get to two and a half and potentially even three, huh? Yeah, I think three would have been the right number. I don't, I don't want to go there yet because I even see some one and a half still around. So, uh, but I, I plan on staying above the market. Uh, it's mostly two. Like I said, I see some one and a halves. I see some two and a halves, as you mentioned. So I'm going to be at the top of the market. Um, you know, JVT. We talked about it. it. No team's as good as they looked yesterday, the day before, or the game before. And Buffalo looked like the greatest team that's ever played football. And I just don't think that's a true indicator of how good they are. And I mean, it's not like Kansas City looked bad today. They looked fantastic too. I just think they deserve to be a three-point favorite at home. Yeah, I, I think you're right too. And uh, were you a little bit surprised, I, I think, to see that number open at two? Do you, is there any chance we see a three-and-a-half out there at any point this week? Or does that is the ceiling on that game, no doubt, three? I hate to do the no doubts, Matt. You know, we're only a few <laughs> minutes into this thing. Uh, but I think people are going to remember uh, what they did see yesterday. And like right. I said, Buffalo was like the greatest team to ever play football. So I don't know if we will see three and a half in this game. I guess anything's possible. But at this point in time, I would kind of doubt it. Okay. Uh, Chris, uh, before we jump into the other games, how was the weekend for you? Five games in the books, four favorites. The one dog was the San Francisco 49ers. I talked with Jimmy Vaccaro a little bit this afternoon. He's going to join us on the Follow the Money show Monday morning. 
But uh, was it a small winner? Uh, what were the results like at the South Point Sportsbook? You know, yesterday was a winner. Uh, today was a slight winner. Uh, unfortunately, though, with all these favorites covering and, you know, a couple key games going over, uh, I think I think we're going to be in a little bit of trouble tomorrow. Uh, I think we're going to wind up – I'm not sure who we're going to need, but we're going to need a lot of action just to be able to kind of just kind of fade the day a little bit. And I'm not sure we'll be able to do that because we've got a lot of parlays going. Uh, I looked at the figures today, you know, just now before we got on the air, and, you know, we were fine on the straight bets. They, they're fine. But we've got a lot of parlays running, a lot of parlay cars running. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's just tough to overcome for the last game in the sequence. Yeah, for those who are keeping track of home favorites today, 4-1 and one straight up and against the spread mm-hmm. uh, for Wild Card Weekend, heading into that Monday matchup between the Rams and the Cardinals. And by the way, uh, Chris is right, too, with uh, my screen flashing. Now there are two shops, at least on my screen, over at vcin.com slash NFL slash odds, uh, 1.5 in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. So wide-ranging numbers if you got apps that are open and available to you. All right, let's get to the next week then. We talked a little bit about Kansas City and Buffalo, Chris. Uh, where do you expect? I would I would wager that three is just going to be the predominant number for Tennessee and Cincinnati, but what do you think uh, throughout the week? You know, my numbers came to two in this game, but I'm not sure I have the, uh, the health of the Titans uh, in my number. So that's why I did go with three because I, I, right now I'm, it's hard to make great assumptions on like Derrick Henry and a couple of the other guys on offense. I think they're going to be back at full strength. So my number of two, I think, was a little bit light. But like I say, power ratings are just a place to get you started. Um, and I, w- I would start at two probably in a normal week were those guys not playing and had I known that. But with the, the, the likelihood of them being back to full strength, I do think three is a better number, and that's what I opened it. All right, let's move on from there to go to uh, San Francisco and Green Bay. Now, this is an interesting one. So walk us through where you opened up because you're a point higher than a few other shops, namely the one we're sitting here that's at four and a half, and where yeah. you expect this to go. And factored into this, too, or sprinkled into it, are the injuries to Fred Warner and, of course, Nick Bosa. Yeah, well, okay, the, the, you hit on the point exactly. Uh, first of all, my numbers come to exactly five and a half. Uh, when you factor in the two Injuries, I think, are you know, could be huge. I mean, we'll see what happens with those guys coming back or not coming back. Uh, I have to kind of shade that a little bit more. And I also, JVT, did a little work today on my home field advantage for Green Bay because I give them the only team in the league that I give a full three-point advantage to. Mm. And I have a grading system, and it, it should correlate to a point uh, to a power rating. And according to my grading system, Green Bay is actually eight points better at home. I can't obviously give a team an eight-point advantage for home field, but I do give them the full three, and it's the only team in the league I give a full three to. Now, here we are, playoffs. uh, They have a week's rest. Niners just came off a very tough game. You know, I know they're a California team. They're not a Southern California team, but they're a California team going up to which very well could be the frigid north, and I think that was worth probably – an extra half point, you add that in and the injuries. I really like six better in this game, but by opening at five and a half, I've already got quite a bit of money on the 49ers. If I have to go to six later, I will, but there's plenty of four and a half out there, so guys are taking the five and a half off me, but if this game goes to six, I'm going to be one of those guys going up to six myself. That's a great breakdown on how to make the number on that game, Chris. What about, uh, Jimmy mentioned the futures board today. Are the 49ers the one team you might have some liability on? 
Yeah, we got pretty good liability on them. So I really don't want to go too crazy uh, with Green Bay here because I do stand to lose pretty good on, on San Francisco. Uh, we only had a couple teams that weren't so good for us, San Francisco being one, the Raiders being the other one. Um, you know, the Raiders we took care of yesterday. But San Francisco, um, you know, they, they look awfully good. They really do. But, you know, I mean, I'm kind of like a lot of other guys. Jimmy G looks great at times, but there's one or two mistakes he makes during the course of a game. And, you know, and this is football. You know, basketball, you make a big mistake. It might cost you two, maybe three points out of 200 some. Here you make a mistake, it costs you seven out of a game that's, you know, 45, 50, something like that. So that, that's another reason I do like Green Bay here in this spot. But I do know the Niners are very, very dangerous, especially if they stick to that game plan of running the football. And uh, I'm not big on history and trends and that sort of thing, but the Niners have given Green Bay trouble over the years. Chris Andrews, South Point Sportsbook Director with us and author of uh, very two very popular books. All right, Chris, uh, quickly – the Dallas Cowboys, the demise. If you were Jerry Jones, would you be looking for a replacement for Mike McCarthy? And does this situation re- remind you of any uh, Simpsons analogy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have hired McCarthy <laughs> in the first place. And uh, I was thinking of uh, when uh, when Homer Simpson brought home an elephant and had it for a couple of days, and Marge was not happy about it, and finally says, Marge, at first, you didn't want me to get the elephant, and now you want me to give him away. Make up your mind. So I think that's uh, that's the way I would look at uh, the McCarthy situation. I would have never hired him in the first place. So now I would probably make up my mind and say, yeah, we need to move on and get somebody else. All right, the Niners take out the Cowboys 23-17. The Cowboys had the best spread record in the NFL, JVT, but that means nothing right now. Yeah, comedy of errors. Uh, yep. 14 accepted penalties yep. for the Dallas Cowboys in this game against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, all right, well, Chris. Hey, JVT, yeah. JVT, quickly. How many were pre-snap penalties? Yep. That there was a bunch. I mean, those are inexcusable. I mean, come on. Come on. Well, and I think that you had a... Inexcusable. Was it Gregory who just decided to bear hug a dude on, like, uh, the final drive and that, take him down? Like, it was a lot of weird boneheaded plays. That was ridiculous. For the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. Defensive lineman tackling an offensive lineman. And then uh, Dak Prescott's final play. Uh, mind-boggling. All right, we got oh, one more man. game to talk that, about, too. Right? Well, I was going to ask, do you want to go to next week? Because really quickly, Chris, I'm just curious. You know, Rams and Cardinals, uh, barring either result, Rams, Cardinals, what's the line for both matchups against Tampa Bay? Oh man, I got to look at my power ratings real quick. <laughs> uh, I don't know. How's that? I, okay. I cleared that screen, so I don't have. I hate to guess wrongly, so uh, I, I don't want to give you an answer right yeah. now. All right, that's I will fine. tell you this: the Rams, Rams are missing both their safeties, and I think that's why we're seeing uh, some money showing up for Arizona. And I think JJ Watt might be back as well. So uh, I, I, I could see why guys are betting the Cardinals. I kind of agree with the move. Cardinals-Rams Monday night in L.A. Uh, what's the handle going to be like on that Monday night football game to wrap up Super Wild Card Weekend? Well, you know, Matt, we've got a lot of people with money in their pockets right now, especially like the parlay <laughs> players. So those guys tend to come back and uh, send it back in. So I'm hoping for a monstrous handle, and I think it will be, because uh, we still have a lot of L.A. people in town, and we have a lot of Arizona people. You know, we got those two places in the skeet where we get a lot of Arizona people uh, that bet down there. So I'm looking for a really big handle. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. So far, it hasn't been uh, that exciting, certainly not as much as these other games. But, you know, last game of the weekend, um, you know, could be a big handle. I'm certainly hoping for that. Chris Andrews at Andrews Sports up on Twitter. And, again, the man that runs the counter over at the South Point Sportsbook. Chris, good to talk to you as always, sir. Thank you. 
You too, guys. Talk to you soon. Got it. Bye bye. All right, we'll come back. Hey, speaking of handle, let's let's talk about the handle because uh, I think we got a quote here we can hear from one Mike Palm. Mike Sorry. Palm. Anytime you can hear from Mike Palm, it's a bonus to the show. He's going to join us. And uh, thanks to Chris Andrews for jumping on tonight. What's going up next? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Opening Lines with Charles Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a brand new prop tracker now available on VSN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to VSN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends, find the best value, track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker betting splits, key trends, matchup data for every game now at slash NFL. All right. We talked with Chris Andrews. Uh, you mentioned and brought up the uh, handle for this weekend, what it's been like and what it's going to be as we, of course, include the Monday night matchup between the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, well, Mike Palm was on earlier today with Ron Ben Wilson and discussed that. Give us some figures, some numbers behind uh, what this week could be uh, in terms of wild card weekend. Well, the three games today, Ben, will write more than we do on, you know, 11 games on a regular NFL Sunday. I mean, if that gives you... Any any yeah. shot at the magnitude of it right now? Normally on a Sunday we'd be sitting around a million and a half, two million in right, and get to about six. I mean we're we're almost at five already just on on these three games today. And you know we'll only get more, especially with that Dallas San Francisco game being that the middle game in the window. We're going to take a ton more action on that game with that number sitting at a solid three. So yeah, I mean the ma- the magnitude of these these games and this wild card weekend. Is truly is truly. I, t- I told Derek yesterday it's Easter Sunday. This weekend's Easter Sunday, and this is what you built the church for. Good to hear from Derek Stevens in that clip as well. <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting at the desk with Mike Palm, who did not let Derek get a word in, at least in that clip. That was to say, at but, least in uh, those twenty-five seconds. Appreciate the analogy from Mike Palm there too. We've had a couple good ones tonight from Chris Andrews and uh, yep. Mike Palm on this show already. But you know, you figure I don't want to hear any complaining if you get blowouts. In the playoffs, you're going to have blowouts in every playoffs. Right. Where they have fewer games, more games, doesn't matter. More games, more meaningful games are always better for the sports betters, for the sports books, and for the business in general. Uh, By so, the way, one of those blowouts was the 3-6 matchup, right? Yeah, the Patriots. Or, or, yeah, the Patriots. Patriots <laughs> getting blown out by the Bills. <laughs> right. And uh, you, you can have a blowout in any game in these playoffs. Paul Howard and I were talking about the props on uh, Friday's show 
And uh, there was a prop up for the largest margin of victory in these games, and it was 20 and a half. And I said, play it over. And he's like, really? I said, yeah, dude, there's always one or two play at blowouts in this round. You're going to see a game that's not competitive. Right. I didn't think it would be the Patriots getting beat by 30. Before. I thought it was probably going to be the Eagles getting beat by 30. But again, uh, there's, there are always surprises. There are always blowouts. And uh, that, that tends to never change. Right. And we didn't expect three of them, but we got them. Right. But now we move on to the divisional round, and there will be a lot. But, yeah, I'm with you. The, uh, the complaints today about not needing seven teams win again. You know, it's uh, it's also considered sample size. We've had uh, four seven seats up to this point. Let's let the sample size grow a little bit and let's see how these games are. You know, and we came on the air tonight. The Steelers are getting slaughtered by the yeah. uh, Chiefs, and a lot of people are going to complain. Well, we didn't need to see the Steelers in the playoffs. Maybe so, but hey, they played their way in, right. and the Chargers played their way out, and uh, that's what you got. So the Steelers deserve to be there. Uh, you can't be surprised it was a blowout when the Chiefs were twelve and a half point favorites. Mm. Analytics ruined the season for the Chargers, though, right? That I was, was the problem, huh? The analytics actually ruined the season for the Chargers. You know, I'm, done. I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm still angry that uh, the Eagles went for it on fourth and ten in the first half. Really made a difference. Should I it? don't know what went into the TV decisions, but why was 49ers Cowboys not the night game? Or what, why? No idea. Why did Steelers Chiefs go into Sunday night? Because it's it was obvious from the get go the best game this weekend was going to be San Francisco Dallas. Right. I'm, I'm with you. Like, now, maybe I, that has something to do with the Fox and NBC TV contracts. I don't know what the details were there, but that would have made a much better Sunday night game. Yeah, I, I, I would think that that has something like, you know, does Fox and NBC, or excuse right. me, Fox and CBS get like the first crack of the AFC games, whatever it is. But I, I agree with you. Um, it was quizzical in terms of what you saw for the choices. But next week, they got it right, it seems. Uh, the right, so we're going to see uh, exactly. And what sucks, too, is when we come in next week, games are going to be over. Yeah. Uh, because of the Sunday games are actually early next week in the division round. It's Saturday, in which the games kick off at one thirty and then uh, 4.30, a little bit later in the day. All right, with that, uh, I wanted to go back really quickly to one of the games because there is a very important point from Cincinnati and Las Vegas in that matchup uh, that we did not touch on that we very much should. And it's very key <clears throat> Excuse me, to the matchup between Tennessee and Cincinnati. Remember, Trey Hendrickson and Larry Ogunjobi, defensive end and defensive tackle for the Cincinnati Bengals, were injured in this game. Uh, some of the, one of them looking relatively serious. So you do wonder mm-hmm. what that is going to be like for Cincinnati in this game because if you've got two backups along that defensive line, that's going to be a problem against a, uh, we'll call it a healthier running attack for the Tennessee Titans, yeah. right? And especially one for a team that, while they were better against the run statistically than you gave them credit for, this is still a defense that was about average against the run. It was just better than you kind of expected this season, Cincinnati. Yeah, I think the uh, the Bengals' defense surprised a lot of people by how strong it was most of the season. I would say the same thing about the Titans, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into the season, I thought Cincinnati and Tennessee were going to have really weak defenses, and they turned, about, turned out to be, I think, a lot better than expected. You can see there uh, on the graphic on the bottom of the screen, these teams have been really good against the spread, too. The Bengals 6-2, and two, ATS on the road. The Titans 6-3 and three against the spread at home. Uh, I think the wild card here is – is Derrick Henry going to be the Derrick Henry we know when he comes back in the first game? JVT hasn't played in three months. Right? Are we expecting too much? Are we expecting the Derrick Henry that steamrolled teams in the playoffs a couple of years ago to show up this weekend, or is it going to be a lesser version of him because we have, because he hasn't played for three months? No, it's a fair point. We see it all the time, right? The, the market automatically assumes player A in whatever sport is coming back. We'll just plug in. He's going to be the same guy. Right. It takes some time to work himself in. Now, I think the positive for Derrick Henry is 
by the time that game kicks off on Saturday, we're talking about two and a half plus weeks of practice and recovery, all of those things to get back into the flow mm-hmm. of things for him. So I would think that would be helpful. And I want to expand too, because it's not just Hendrickson and Ogunjobi, by the way. We also have Mike Tackle, or excuse me, Mike Daniels, one of their defensive tackles, Cincinnati. Rennell Wren is day-to-day. He's one of their practice squad guys. Josh Topu, he's been week-to-week with an MCL injury. And then, of course, Hendrickson, who's in concussion protocol. So we're talking about three guys that are going to be playing snaps yeah. for them, and one dude that would have played snaps for them if those other guys can't play along the defensive line, and the majority of those guys on the interior. Yeah, that's great points because that's a beat-up uh, Cincinnati defense at the wrong time Yep. if, if you're facing Derrick Henry. I also wonder... And there, there's no way to uh, quantify this, but are the Cincinnati Bengals just happy to be here? Mm. You know, I don't like to bet against Joe Burrow, and uh, he, he's becoming one of those guys. He's awesome. Dude. I think <laughs> he's becoming quickly becoming one of those guys that betters are going to want to back yeah. on a regular basis. I don't want to bet against him, but you do have to wonder if Cincinnati is a young team that just won its first playoff game. Is Cincinnati just happy to be here, and the Titans are going to show up uh, with more of an edge? being the number one seat at home. I'm really surprised to see this number open less than three. Uh, how about This is one I thought without a doubt would be a full three-point favorite. How about this? This is from Dan Orlovsky at the beginning of this week, right? And so we can include this contest here with the um, with the Las Vegas Raiders. And this is probably a bunch of noise that means nothing, but it's still pretty cool for Joe Burrow. I think you'll like this. Joe Burrow in six, as Dan Orlovsky calls, calls it, have-to-have-it games in his career. So 2019 LSU, he played Bama, Georgia in the SEC title game, Oklahoma in the semifinal, Clemson in the national championship, the must-win games against the Ravens and the Chiefs this year to get into the postseason. In those games, going into the playoff game against the Raiders, 6-0, and 440 yards per game through the air, 27 touchdowns, no interceptions. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we know against the Las Vegas Raiders, it wasn't an explosive uh, performance from Joey B, but 24-34, 2-44, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and they won the game. Right. So, Joey B, he wins games that he has to win. So, he'll probably never lose a playoff game in his career is what I'm saying. Uh, he'll probably uh, lose a playoff game this week, I think. <laughs> I think so, I, I hate I hate to bet the Titans, necessarily. It's not one of my favorite teams to play, and especially lay points. I hate to lay points with the Titans, but uh, I still think – this might be uh, this might be the spot to play the home favorite and in the Bengals Titans game. And the that. market's reacting too to on this number. Uh, not only did this go from two and a half to three immediately, we're, we have multiple shops that are already sitting on three minus one twenty. Really, and that's one of them is here at Circa. And as you've mentioned multiple times, you know, if this shop's moving on something, it's probably uh, some somewhat respected money that is moving that number, altering that juice. So right now you got four shops in total that are sitting on minus three, minus 120, or minus 115. So maybe some three and a halfs are going to pop up by the time we get to the end of the night. Well, that's one of the values of the opening line show. When we came on the air, yep. there was two, two and a half out there. If you like the Titans, lay the two and a half because that's going to be a very good number, and it's going to be headed to three. And it's already at three by the end of the first hour of this show. Yep, and it's all, I would say, too, uh, if you're looking around as well. For example, if you can lay a four and a half, that's still out there on the screen right now for the Green Bay Packers. It uh, looks like I, I would lay it because uh, Circa's right now 4.5 minus 115. Most other shops are at 5, 5.5. There's a two other spots that are sitting at 4.5 in favor of the Green Bay Packers. So I'd expect that to get like 5 in favor of Green Bay. By five and yeah, a and again, like, like we talked about, you have to monitor the uh, San Francisco injury yep. news this week too. You get two of the best players on the defense. We're not sure they're going to play uh, this week in Green Bay. We do have a Monday night game. Yes. Hour number two, we're going to talk about that. Howard Balzer from Phoenix. Sirius XM NFL Radio is going to join us. Howard knows he knows all the ins and outs of the Arizona Cardinals, who are eight and one straight up and against the spread on the road, headed to LA Monday night. That is a great trend 
that works in favor of the Arizona Cardinals going into that matchup. However, in the next hour, hey, when we come back, I've got a trend that is really bad, and it involves Cliff Kingsbury, and it's not just in his years as head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Fading late in the season. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about Cliff's uh, <laughs> issues fading late in the year and how that could pop up again here on Monday against the Los Angeles Rams. Remember, winner goes on to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.